1: This is
0: a 7West Media Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the new episode of The Road Ahead, I'm your host, Ash Davies, and today we are living with the new BMW i8 Roadster. To say I've been looking forward to this test would be a bit of an understatement. The i8 was the first real electric hybrid supercar with gullwing doors and concept car looks, and this new Roadster packs galaxies worth of headroom. It is a car with mixed personalities. You've got the electric drivetrain and the petrol engine trying to deliver both efficiency and performance. My big question is whether the i8 would be better as an all-electric or an all-petrol supercar, rather than a combination of the two. To find out, we have a thorough test on road with some interesting public reactions. Oh, look happy, people are looking at you. After the break, the electric car sales scorecard is in. We go through the best and worst-selling electric cars for the first half of this year, who ended up on top with the best-selling EV, and which manufacturer managed to sell just five cars in six months. But for now, enjoy the drive on the road ahead. I can't remember the last time I felt this compelled to just keep on driving a car. I've only had this thing for 4 days, but I've already put more than 800 kilometers on the clock, meaning I'm going to hand it back to BMW with more than double its original mileage. This was a brand new car just a few days ago. But something about the i8 just works so well in all kinds of different scenarios. We've got the electric motor at the front, we've got a petrol engine at the back, we've got sports car performance and supercar looks. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're going for a coffee or filling up with petrol, everything you do becomes a sense of occasion with the i8 because people come up and talk to you, they engage with the car and ask questions about it. I think cars like this need to be shared, they need to be experienced and celebrated because they have this wonderful ability just to make people's day. It's currently quite early on a Monday morning on a beautiful sunny day. I'm gonna go pick up my brother and we're gonna go out for a coffee. I haven't told him that I've got the i8, so I'm going to surprise him with the car and I'm also going to let him do the driving. Right now I'm in E mode, which is the car's all electric driving mode. This is a pure EV, but I think because it's so sunny, I'm going to put the roof down. I'm going to turn the petrol engine on I'm going to enjoy this thing just one last time. I'm not your Uber. Definitely not. You ready for it? Ready? Hey. They go up. <laughs> what do you think?
1: It's a German Lamborghini, isn't it? It
0: is. There are people who have mistaken this thing for a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. It's a little bit crazy. And you have to talk it down and say, no, it's just a BMW. You
1: just have kids pointing at you everywhere you go. oh, oh
0: you? Children love this thing. And I, I get it because I would have I'm done the child. same yeah i, I am a <laughs> child every time i would see a car like this as a kid it would have made my day and i would have told everyone about it
1: i love it there is some kind of some
0: kind of grill in the double kidney. Oh, is it really i didn't yeah. notice this because it, it does right i thought that the front would have a boot i what thought it well it's just kind of fans and electrics i actually have not figured out how to open the front end of it but there's no storage space in there at all no so there's that was like the whole point of hybrids and, and, and everything to
1: have more storage, double boots? Uh,
0: no, this has got less storage because of the way they've done it. Because it's it's part petrol, part electric. So they've got an electric motor at the front. That's uh-huh. that's what's taking up all this space. Yeah. The, I, I don't know how many kilowatt hours. I'll put that in the information in the video. No
1: one's really bothered, let's be honest.
0: No, they don't really care. But it does 55 kilometers of range just based on pure electric.
1: So it does 30 kilometers of range on pure electric? With
0: my driving. Yeah. The back has got a 1.5-litre three-cylinder turbo petrol engine. Okay which is a small underpowered kind of hatchback engine and they combine to give you a four-wheel drive sports car. Is it a three cylinder? Three cylinder. It's got a
1: little motorbike engine in the it's, back.
0: It's a revvy little poppy engine. But the combine it kind of feels a bit more like a naturally aspirated V6. That's the strange thing. You don't notice that it's three cylinders and underpowered. Okay. It's actually quite snappy.
1: Right. Doesn't sound like it's a little hatchback?
0: A little. A little hatchbacky, but... What they've done is, they've, you'll notice it. You'll notice they pipe noise into the cabin for nice. you. So nice. they make it sound a bit better than it really is. What
1: do you want to do?
0: I was thinking, Yeah. I've spent enough time driving this thing. Mm-hmm. you want to drive?
1: Am I allowed to? Do you think me, with my tortoise shell driving glasses, do you think
0: I'm the right fit for this thing? Hell no. No. <laughs> You've come prepared. <laughs> Let's do it. The i8 has always been half-car, half-engineering study for BMW. First announced in 2011 at the Frankfurt Motor Show, it looked like something straight out of Design Studio's sketchbook. It was announced as the world's most progressive sports car. No one thought they'd build it, but remarkably, they built the car. Much of the technology developed with the i8 is now shared across the BMW family. For example, the Mini Countryman SE Hybrid, which we'll be reviewing in a few weeks, also shares a three-cylinder, one-and-a-half-litre turbo petrol engine, and a battery pack, and four-wheel drive. Now I'm just electric at the moment, aren't I? So, you're in what's called comfort mode. Which is really the mode that I like to be in, let's be honest. This is the James Davies mode. So, what's happening here? The petrol motor is not currently being used at low speeds. This is the electric motor doing most of the driving for you. And it will blend into the petrol motor right. once you get up to a certain speed or a certain amount of reps. If you uh, accelerate, it will then turn on the petrol motor right. and start to drive for you. So if I go, you go beans. You, you've I've accelerated got now, here. you've got an engine
1: that didn't feel that quick no it's... i mean i didn't give it full beans i'm only in a 60 zone
0: well, but there wasn't that much drama there was there i don't know how much you know about the car but i'll ask okay what do you think based on how it looks what do you think this will do not to 60 It. three point something it and looks... i would
1: assume low three yeah
0: you? when you look at the price because it's a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar car you oh, expect it this be. to be a, a 3.2 second car. It does 4.6 seconds to 100k, which is, it's not slow. Yeah, it's, but there's hatchbacks that'll do that. Yeah, you can get an A45 that does that. And that's the only real letdown I've found so far about the car. Oh, it is a thrummy little petrol engine, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it sounds pretty good, though. For, it's three cylinders.
1: Now, you know that one of my favourite cars is my partner's Fiesta yeah. with the three-cylinder. 5-speed manual, hmm. it's an engine you can just absolutely use
0: it's a 100% thrummy, It's a thrummy friend, you it's can a just thrummy enjoy it. There is a quality of this that's the same, and that you can still rev it. But if you listen carefully, you notice how there's a bit of a hiss of the electric motor, and yeah, the whir is. of the turbo, and the thrum of the engine, all kind of blending God, together. at the same time,
1: isn't mm. it? A like you know, little symphony of BMW. So, there's an electric motor and a
0: petrol motor. Yep what's driving what all wheels are driven yes the electric motor only drives the front wheels the mm-hmm. petrol motor only drives the rear wheels right so right now you're in a front-wheel drive city car front-wheel little drive city car and you've got 55 kilometers of all electric range okay which is not a huge amount of range but it actually works really really
1: nicely but i have to charge it to get that 55 or whatever of range don't i to get it's not something that the this isn't a fev Well a self-charging hybrid is
0: um... it will charge for you okay this is why the 55 kilometers of range doesn't feel like a limitation like if you had a normal car with 55k of range it's i can't go anywhere i'm stuck in Mm. this small radius Mm. it works in this because you can just drive to work on nothing but electricity drive home on electricity plug it in and charge and you could do that forever and never fill up but the petrol engine will also charge the battery whilst you drive Ah. and it will regen as well so even if the battery gets down to one or two kilometers it will kick in the petrol engine and that will slowly charge the battery so the battery doesn't feel like a limit it actually feels like like an accessory it feels like you have this free amount of range because of the way the car restores energy The i8 is built around a carbon fibre passenger cell, meaning that despite the weight of the dual drivetrains and heavy battery, the car weighs just over 1.6 tonnes in its Roadster format. That's far less than anything else in its electric or hybrid class, and just a little more than a Porsche 911 Turbo. The unique layout of the bodywork is also a fascinating study in aerodynamic efficiency, At the front of the car you'll find a small vent, and out of that vent, BMW creates what they call an air curtain, which is a thin layer of air that blankets the rest of the car, meaning that new oncoming air will glide more efficiently and quietly over the bodywork. And you know how most cars have a a little system in it now to show you how economically you're driving? Um, And it will say you are driving with three leaves, or you've got five stars of economy. I always try and get it as low as possible. Like yeah. I try and make the car say I'm a one-star driver. See, I want to be five-star. I think it's a, a, a bit of a, a status symbol for me to say the car thinks I'm, I'm really useless bad at, this. at driving. I've been trying to build up the battery as much as I can when I drive in this. Mm. I've been driving in a way that boosts that up to 30, so I've been lifting off earlier, I've been coasting, because the game is to fill the battery. It is a remarkably easy car to drive in. You know,
1: sometimes you get in a low slung car like this and it just, you feel really hyper alert about what's happening around you and you can't settle into it. Mm. This is like driving anything else,
0: isn't it? It really is. So there are three different driving modes. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll go through each of them. You're currently in Comfort, which is the normal one. That kind of blends the electric and the petrol together. Yes. If you press a button there that says E-Drive, that's now using maximum electric driving capacity. Right. So your pure electric motor, it will not engage the petrol engine. And it's one of the slowest all-electric cars I've ever driven. Hmm. Have a little try. When you get some space? Ah. Well
1: there's a vantage. It's what I really want to be in. Right, so. Beans? Give it some bean. What? What do you think? wasn't many beans not many what would possess you to get in your German Lamborghini and say do you know what
0: I'll just drive it like a hatchback I think it's just for the experience of not having to fill up like you if, if you, you live a certain amount from work and you just want to drive back and forth, plug it in at home, plug it in at the office, you press eDrive and you can go to work for free. For mm. free. Mm. <laughs>
1: Which, you know, when you've spent 300 $350,000, $350, it's
0: nice to save a little bit here and there. It is there. a little bit. So. I mean, you, you, you can spend more money on other things. The i8 carves a very unique gap in the market, dipping its toe into a few different categories at once. Despite its part-electric drivetrain, it shouldn't be compared to cars like the Tesla Model S. It fulfills a very different purpose. At $350,000 on price, it rivals cars like the McLaren 570S and the Porsche 911 Turbo, but it also shouldn't be compared there on performance. Its economy at 2.6 liters per 100 kilometers is also better than a Toyota Prius, but I don't see too much competition there. The i8 is such a market outlier that I don't think you buy an i8 because it's better than anything else. I think you buy one because you're different to everyone else. So sport mode, you push the, the gear lever to the left, let this. Oh, suddenly you can feel that that engine, that petrol engine is really yeah. taking over. It will engage the petrol engine all the time. Right. So you're no longer at low speeds blending from electric to petrol. You are always petrol. Oh, and now it's stayed on as we stop. It's stayed like oh, you it can feel a bit of a rumble. It's got a good three-cylinder hardy rumble. But what's really interesting about the car in sport mode is that it still blends the electric engine in. So you get the instant ah. torque and the instant pull and acceleration of an electric Ooh, motor. You do too. But you can still rev it like a small engine, which is a great little combination. Yeah, right. How do I put down the little window at the back so I can... Do you want to just put the roof down? We may as well. You can do it whilst driving. Oh, oh it's, cold. it's cold, cold! Oh, look happy. People are looking at you. Ooh,
1: I don't mind a convertible on a crisp winter day, <laughs> though. To be honest, a couple of heated Let's turn seats. the heated on. seat up a little bit more than that. <laughs> See, this is quite weird because you've gone and put it in that sport mode, mm. which, to my mind, I would have thought just completely defeated the purpose mm. of the
0: entire car I quite like driving it in sport mode <laughs> yeah Well, here's the thing about this car here's, here's my theory on it mm. you've got four different cars in one package do you think this car would be better if it just stuck to one of those strategies so if this was a pure electric drivetrain mm. like a Tesla mm. ludicrous acceleration it would go a lot faster you get 600 k of rain or if this had the drivetrain of a BMW M5 so a proper M car low slung really fast car, do you think an all option would be better? Do you think this would be better if it stuck to one strategy, or do you think it's better because it's all four at once? Do you know what happened to me there
1: as I saw the light change? What? I just wanted to punch it, which is why I shut you up. If it's going to be, if it's going to look like this, just be a hypercar,
0: doesn't it? I thought the same. I really thought initially oh, it would be better if it was all electric or it would be, it'd be amazing if it was an M5 mm. or, or the new M8. If the new M8 mate. looked like this, the BMW Mate M8 would look yeah. looked awesome. Which is German way right, for saying this car is my friend. I really really like that it can be all of those things mm. because it can be whatever <laughs> car you want it to be. Whenever you want it to be. It can be docile and quiet when you want it to, and you can mm. get that electric punch whenever you want it to as well. Mm. If this did naught to 103 in three seconds, it's an all-rounder. The letdown is that it's a little bit slow, but I really love the philosophy of being able to do whatever you want it to do. For years, BMW has been working to perfect its iDrive infotainment system, where you can pivot, press, and push a little dial in the center console to navigate between options on the screen. If it sounds complicated, it is. I still have no idea how to use iDrive. But luckily, BMW now has a feature called iDrive Connect. Think of it a little like Siri on your phone, but you call and talk to a real person in a call centre, who can directly control the screen on your car. From there they can look up information like open and closing hours, make reservations for you, and even set up your car to start navigating to a destination. We had to try it. So where are we going for coffee? Uh... Mr and Miss. Let me try something. Looking to go to a a cafe called Mr and Miss please, can you help us with directions? Mr and Miss. Okay, here let me send the coordinates to you and give it a few seconds, it should appear great. on the screen. Thank you and thank you also for using the BMW connected drive. You will be great day, okay? Great, you so thank you so much. Thank you. welcome. Goodbye. Was he making popcorn? <laughs> the whole time? Did
1: he say his name was Jeeves or James? Siri it was definitely Siri. his name. Siri was definitely mm. his name. That's both... Amazing and the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I've been calling it so much
0: to ask. Super.
1: If the iDrive was easy, you wouldn't need that. The fact
0: that you have to give somebody a call to ask them to, to program your navigation. Drive.
1: So if I was out shopping for this, let's go back to that example. If I'm out shopping for an i8, what else is on my list?
0: If I want a performance convertible. I don't think you're going to compare this side-by-side side with a, a Model S P100D, one of the performance ones. No! But no those is a crazy fast, but it's a very different category of car. You're more looking at McLaren 570, or really 540 at this money. And all of them are a lot faster. Right, coffee. We'll park out the front next to the- Ooh, I think you want the order, isn't it? What? This regular It's a
1: very beautiful car. Oh,
0: thank you. Berserk, isn't it? <laughs> it's a <laughs> really strange like car
1: it? to get out of. It's
0: what? What is it? It's
1: a BMW i Oh, okay, cool.
0: Okay. But you wouldn't think it's a BMW, would you? I don't think it was a BMW. I thought it was. I thought it was a Lambo. I don't it's know. Because I, I couldn't tell from the side, but if I saw, if I saw it in the, in the front, I yeah, I could see yeah. that BMW. But yeah, it's very beautiful. We were looking at it, oh. my co you? you Yeah, when you pulled up, when you put the doors, yeah, how yeah. the doors <laughs> <I thought laughs> really look. Cool. That was really cool. And it got my attention. Yeah, it got my attention. Oh.
1: It's 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 fun because it's so different. Yeah. And it's it's unlike anything you've ever driven before. It's unlike any convertible, coupe, hybrid. It is com- completely it completely blows all of your expectations. Yeah. But I wonder whether the novelty factor would wear off on that. I wonder whether you'd say, do you know what? I really would just rather a DBS Volante. Because oh. if I want that noise, I want all you want all that of the noise. noise. Yeah. And if I want a proper electric car. No, I want something. Ah. Thank you
0: so much. The white one or the blue one? Which one is which? The white one. Ah, it's gorgeous. What I'm finding is it has this magic to it where it makes anything you do more of an occasion and event. You could go for coffee, you could go fill it with petrol. All of it has felt special in the IA. Mm. Everything that I've done has felt unique and special. We could have parked here in a normal car and no one would be talking about the car. Everyone in this cafe has come up and pointed to the car and spoken about it. Which is unique. I think that needs to be celebrated. I think so. I think that's something special. the only car in its category that does make people's day. I'm driving. Yeah? Yep.
1: You didn't want to like this car, I think going into it, you were prepared to give this car some tough criticism, I, you really liked this car. I was
0: prepared to say that it would be better if BMW just built one of the four cars, mm. but I adore that this can be whatever car I want it to be, whenever I want it to be. Back in your driveway, you got a busy day, Dick. I do. Very busy. It's a good way to start the week. It's a good
1: way to start the week
0: all right good morning good morning oh i'm gonna
1: get out of the thing now hang on i need my coffee
0: many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care And now for car news. The numbers for the first half of the year are out, tracking electric car sales across the USA. The US does have an EV market that's a few years more mature than Australia, so this is a good indication of what cars are selling, what we might expect to enter the local market, and how the overall industry is trending. Number one, and there's no surprise, the best-selling electric car was the Tesla Model 3. Tesla has sold 81,100 Model 3s in the first half of the year and is now delivering between 15 and 20,000 US cars per month. Australian deliveries are expected to begin this August with right-hand drive cars already landing on Australian shores. The second most popular car with a mere one-eighth of the volume is the Toyota Prius Prime. The Ford Hybrid has sold 10,480 units in the past six months. In third is the Tesla Model X, the Gullwing SUV with 10,225 sales. And fourth is the Chevrolet Bolt with just over 9,000 sales. Overall numbers are 14% up on this time last year, with 1.1 million electric cars sold worldwide. This is just over 2% of the global market share, so despite the growth, there's still a long way to go. Other cars of interest in the USA, the BMW i8 that we reviewed has sold 774 cars this year. The Nissan Leaf that we're driving in just a few weeks came in at fifth with just over 7,000 sales. And the worst performer with just five cars sold in six months is the Kia Soul EV. The Soul EV does look like a really trendy little electric car, and it is due to come to Australia in early 2020, and absolutely, we'll be getting our hands on one of them to find out why it's not selling and if people should be buying. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and please do share this with someone else who you think might be interested. The Road Ahead is a Seven West Media production supervising producer John Buck, and executive producer Nikki Hamilton. I'm your host, Ash Davies. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.